0: Hi everyone! Welcome to Thugs and Cocktail Dresses, the only podcast that combines the two greatest things in the world: politics and real housewife's knowledge. I'm Rachel, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Maritza. Now, every week, we kick off the podcast with a callback to our favorite housewives' taglines. Maritza, why don't you start us off? What's your tagline, and which housewife are you repping this week?
1: Thanks, Rachel. Um, this week, I'm repping as uh, Shannon Bidore. I'm repping her season eleven, not the most current season tagline, and it's. Karma's a bitch, so I don't have to be one.
0: Also, fabulous Shannon Bedore impersonation just oh my now. God, thank you so much. <laughs> very nuanced, very nicely done. <laughs> thank you. Who are you rubbing? So I went with Vicki Gunvalson because I couldn't resist. I, I chose season 12, so her latest tagline, which is, I go big. Or go home and I'm not going home.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got that the whole season. You never Just really never leaving. digging
0: in. You're never going oh, anywhere. We get yeah. it. You're the OG. They're gonna Bravo's gonna bury you. It's it's fine. It's, We're
1: Yeah. They're gonna bury her with that orange in her hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like the final act. Just oh, God. Okay. still well, reaching for we'll relevancy. Get
1: Let's talk about the the conundrum that is politics and we will go into the conundrum that is the Real Housewives.
0: So I I was thinking all this week about what I wanted to talk about. And of course, there was so much going on. Um, but what I really honed in on this week was um, the GOP tax plan, which the Senate passed their version. And then what's going on with former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that just kept ringing around in my head when I was reading the news this week was... Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm really excited to get into sort of the latest DC drama. And then uh, Maritza, I know you're going to cover what's going on in Orange County. So the we're going to recap. The other that. acronym. On the exactly. Website. You'll exactly. do DC
1: and I'll do OC.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into the two-part reunion for the OC Housewives and uh, kind of dissect what was a pretty boring season. But we'll get there we'll get there we've got a
1: lot to cover so let's kick things off with the top stories that you've already sort of mentioned go ahead
0: (laughs) so i already gave people a little bit of a teaser uh but you know as people have read uh so former national security advisor michael flynn recently pled guilty to lying to the fbi uh so michael flynn was talking to the russian ambassador sergey kislyak uh, last december and basically has become the first senior White House official to cut a deal and cooperate with special counsel Robert Mueller and his whole investigation. And this is a really big deal. Yeah, We don't really have a ton of information right now, but he is really sort of the first domino to fall in what I feel will be just a lot more coming out of the woodwork. Um, Mm -hmm. So... When Michael Flynn was having these discussions with Sergey uh, Kislyak, these discussions were really part of a coordinated effort uh, by Mr. Trump's aides to create por- foreign policy, really before they were officially in power. And again, as I said, we don't have all the facts. Uh, we're gonna be learning more as the investigation unfolds, but here's a sampling of what we know. And uh, so we know for one that Flynn lied to the FBI. So what did he really lie about? Um, and what, what was he not really giving us the whole truth on? So Flynn had talked to the Russian ambassador to delay the vote on this, you know, United Nations Security Council resolution condemning Israeli settlements, blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, he also lied to the FBI about asking the Russian ambassador not to escalate the diplomatic situation between the U.S. and Russia after the U.S. expelled Russian diplomats following the revelation that Russia had meddled in our election, you know small potatoes, really. <laughs> you know. nothing, nothing to worry about I here, like people. The
1: pot- I like the potatoes connection to Russia.
0: <laughs> I know. It totally <laughs> came naturally. I didn't even plan that, but it was perfect. <laughs> so, so we know that. So we know that Michael Flynn is a big fat liar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Second thing we know, someone asked him to do it. So of course, All the media outlets were all over the story this week. Uh, Vice News uh, came out with a great story, uh, and they were talking about how the charging documents, which were published on Friday, indicated that Flynn was asked to reach out to the Russians by a, quote, very senior member of the presidential transition team. Hmm. Now you might be asking yourself, who is this very senior member of the presidential transition team? Could it be Trump's son-in-law? Jared Kushner, oh God, senior advisor to the president. So that's kind of where people are leaning right now. Multiple reports are saying that senior advisor to the president, Jared Kushner, maybe even Trump himself, um, was the person who made this request. Um, but whoever it is, you know, and we'll certainly we'll learn more as we go on. Flynn's plea really shows that this is really just the beginning. Um, This investigation is going to move up the White House food chain, and we're just going to see more and more of this coming out. And I'm really excited because, my God, has it been a shitty few months. And I just, I really am going to be following this closely and eager to hear what continues to come out of this investigation. Just, just disaster. Just unbelievable. But and I mean,
1: let's keep it real uh, on the real end. Right. We've meddled in various elections around the world. This is co- true. Completely correct. in saying that we are complete hypocrites beyond a doubt. You are right. Public. This is not the first time nor the last time that a powerful government will use such power and foyer to like sway the American people. The problem is, it was done so blatantly. Yes, yeah, like
0: it's, say it to my face. Don't do it behind my back. It was. It was. <laughs> I
1: mean, they use a, a Facebook. Like everyone knows, we don't vote via Facebook. We vote like as an educated voter. And like, it's shocking to know that the people out there voting get their information from like those quote unquote fake news at 45 likes. To mention that's what's right. so frightening is like. The methods used were not anything, like, super intellectual or, like, they didn't use drones or some kind of, like, serum that made us all kind of, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't drink the poison and, oh, I'm going to vote for Trump. No, guys, like, we read an article on Facebook that we thought was accurate and correct, and we just went with it, and that's how we voted instead of using our brain. It's very, it's very... It's very intense to me.
0: It's very Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: vi- it's very like, oh, God, what is happening? But that's, I guess, the the quote for 2017 in this country. Oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> oh, my God, what is happening in America?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and then just to sort of step into our next story, I, I-, I wanted to go back to tax reform just uh, one more yeah. time briefly um, because – at one fifty in the morning on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, the Senate passed their version of their, their tax bill, the, the GOP tax scam, uh, as it's been sort of <laughs> named on Twitter, um, which is perfectly accurate and yes. appropriate. Yes. Um, no one had even read the bill. I mean, there were there were multiple accounts, you know, in the early hours of the morning. You know, Senator McCaskill had to get a copy of the bill from a lobbyist. No one had read it Um it was just, you know, pages on pages of handwritten notes and amendments that were just scribbled in pen and were completely illegible. There was no time to debate it. There were no hearings. It just rushed through. And, um, of course, there was only one Republican senator who voted against it, Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee. whoop de you and do um, Yeah.
1: Well, Tennessee has such a high poverty rate, and he knows that this is just, I mean, this tax bill is going to leave a lot of people without any kind of lifeline or security that's what's so frightening
0: well exactly exactly and you know as we talked about the last time when we went over the house version i mean this is such um this is the most major rewriting of our tax code that we've ever seen yes and it is of course completely steered to the benefit of the one percent the wealthiest Mm -hmm. americans wealthy corporations um and Basically, is just going to screw everyone else over. So yeah. whether you're middle class, whether you're low income, I mean, basic things that you rely on, um, you're just going to find yourself kind of hung out to dry. So whether it's you know, say you have student loans, say you you know you went to college or you went to graduate school, and you like to take deductions on those, you know, at tax time, which is something I know I like to do because I have serious uh serious debt from from college and grad school that makes two of us (laughs) you exactly two broke girls (laughs) um that (laughs) that's not something that you're going to be able to do and um say you have to move for a new job again that's typically some you know moving expenses typically something that you can deduct on your tax returns not something that you're going to be able to do and you know the few sort of I'll say kind of giveaways that the Republicans tried to include things like increasing the child tax credit, which is just a total sham because it doesn't even help the people who need it most. Correct. It doesn't help, you know, it,
1: the middle class,
0: the middle class and it completely, um, you know, bars, you know, Mm non-citizen children from being able to obtain that as well too. There've never been citizenship, citizenship requirements attached to this. And the Senate version adds that it's, I don't know. I it makes me, it makes me real sad. Marissa. Yeah. I'm like just rubbing,
1: I'm rubbing like my face right now. Like <laughs> I don't think I had ever aged as quickly as I have since 45 was sworn in. I've honestly like really felt the wear and tear.
0: I know. Of, I feel like Botox, maybe not a bad idea. No.
1: And I wonder like how <laughs> much are the housewives wearing and where can I get it for cheap? Maybe right. not. Maybe I'll right. do the the Jersey ones instead of the Orange County ones.
0: Can I get but, like a Groupon for Botox? Right. Like, my, is this something that they have?
1: <laughs> my problem is, is this tax reform is that I don't think people see the weight of what just happened, and they're not going to until a couple years from now, and that's what's really frightening is that. It's going to get to a point where the damage is going to be done. And there's nothing that's going to be able to reverse this erroneous tax. Re- I don't know what a, a, a reformation to me is a change against like the powers that be. And this tax re- tax reform should not be called a reform. It should be no. called the um, taxing for Schitzengel goals. <laughs> it is so sad that... We've allowed these congressmen, and we can blame 45. I totally feel that he's there to blame. At the end of the day, we voted in the Senate. We voted in this Congress, Absolutely. and they hold the power in this country, and these these people are cro- are croniest. It's cronyism. They do not care what they do as long as they maintain some kind of power, and we need to make sure that we're aware of what's going on. Absolutely. We and voted these these people are the ones that we vote for and we just kinda like, Oh, who are you voting for for Congress? I don't know, just you know, oh a Latina name. Oh, well, you know, this guy has a cool name and then we just like fill in the bubble. Everyone knows who the president is.
0: It's basically do you have a badass name? Yes. Then we'll honestly you? sometimes. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. And and no. that's
1: what's scary about this thing is that the only only one center of Tennessee only one Republican voted against it. Like you, that this is obviously it's, like tactical. At one fifty in the morning with handwritten notes. I mean,
0: oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there was no this this bill. You know, by design was going to be rushed through. There was not going to ever be any. You know, there was never going to be any debate. There was never going to be any discussion because they didn't want it. Because they knew exactly what this was. This is just a veiled attempt for republicans to you know give their wealthy donors um and the one percent these massive tax breaks yeah it's going to balloon the deficit which they always say you know oh we're fiscal conservatives you know um we need to bring down the deficit they are increasing the deficit by one and a half trillion dollars yep insane and then once they do that they're going to turn around and they're going to say well shit How'd the deficit gets so damn high mm-hmm. and then they're going to come after programs for poor people, mm-hmm. for middle class families, you know tax credits, education. nutrition assistance, education, health care, housing, you know anything that they can see as a quote unquote savings mm-hmm. um, and bring down that deficit that they inflated that they this whole problem that they caused.
1: Here's what they just did. The Republicans sold us on this on these new parachutes. look at these amazing parachutes. They're all yours. All we have to do is cut off your legs <laughs> to, for you to get these pair of shoes. But Wait, they're still great shoes. What are you going to do with shoes if you ain't got no legs? This is what they're doing. They're giving you the American dream on a platter and then not letting you eat it. Right. They're saying right. it's right. Every, everyone's born with the same opportunity in this country. We all know that's false. We all know that's false. We, we see it on the housewives. <laughs> we all know that, that it's false.
0: That's true. That's all
1: true. these uh, this is all smoke and mirrors people. And this tax reform is taxes for shits and giggles and you're completely right. It's just for the one percent while they're undercutting the the American the American people, the American person. Right. It's Absolutely. not America.
0: No, it's 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 not. Um well I wanna wrap up our just tirade raid <laughs> okay. on taxes and uh <laughs> oh god and just uh everything else uh for a moment i, I want to shift because i know you had a little bit of a an honorable mention something that you want to include in the podcast yeah, this week so and i want to give you some time to do that thank
1: you for that and i told you about this when i found out um so i um had the honor because that's what it was honestly um to know uh the honorable judge harry pergerson He was a Ninth Circuit District Judge. He was a federal judge here in Los Angeles. Um, He passed away last Sunday at the age of 94. Okay. And he was one of those people. I have had very few moments in my 29 years. I just said my age, but that's okay. (sighs) In my 29 years where I have felt um, a humility, um, a strength, a knowledge And, um, Judge, uh, Harry, they called him HP or Harry. Um, he emulated everything that it means to to be a humanitarian, um, someone who loved Los Angeles, who loved the United States. Um, I I encourage everyone to like Wikipedia him or Google him or look at some of the writings. Um, he was a renowned federalist, but he was above, above all, a humanitarian and he was um, made a federal judge by President Jimmy Carter. He inducted Mayor Jim Hahn of Los Angeles and he was a very close friend of our families. and it was, it was hard. And I just want to share his last words, um, that he told his wife before he passed away. And he, he said that the hard thing is that he doesn't have the strength anymore to help people. I mean, to his last, I mean, dying breath was that he what frustrated him the most is that he was no longer going to be on this earth to do good. And I think you and I discussed so much like negativity, especially like when we discuss the sexual Well, because assault. we discuss politics. <laughs> yeah. And it's just nice to know that this was a man who never ever took his position for granted, who used the connections he had to help people. He's the only judge in the history of this country to have stopped a freeway interchange from being built. Um, he stopped it because it was going to go through a low-income community. He was born in East L.A. to immigrant um, Jewish immigrants. Um, he was the first president of the student body at UCLA who was Jewish. I mean, That's during d- in the nineteen forties, he was wow. a veteran of World War II. He was shot in Okinawa in both legs and you know, walked from with a cane and, from the age of twenty one. And he was on just Mayor Garcetti spoke at his funeral. The the head of the Salvation Army band was there. He was a Marine Corps veteran. And I just wanted to mention him because, um, I care for him and his family very much and I love them very much. And they did a lot for my family. Um, so I'm getting emotional as you probably hear my voice breaking a little bit.
0: No, I Um, think that's, I think that's really sweet. And and I love the quote that you shared. I I just think that's really beautiful because it's such a, it's such a striking contrast to, to again, what we talk about a lot, um, which is all the horrible things happening in politics in most cases. um, and but especially the abuse of
1: power is, like, the theme, you know? And absolutely. This a man who never abuses power. And he was hiring with female lawyers be- in, like, the 60s before That's it was, amazing. like, a thing. And before it was cool. It, before it was cool. And they mentioned at his funeral, he's like, and be careful if you got pregnant while you worked for HP because he would bring the crib to the office. Oh. And um, so I just, again, he, one of his really famous quotes it. yeah one of his really famous quotes is my conscience is a product of the ten commandments the bill of rights the boy scout oath the boy scout oath excuse me and the marine corps Hymn. if i had to follow my conscience or the law i would follow my conscience and that was in the response to when they were questioning him to become a federal judge and they straight up asked him if you were to choose the law or conscience which one would you go with and he said the conscience and he was one of the judges that they would always call if a person was on death row and was about to be executed he did not believe in the execution policies did not believe in the three strikes rule helped everyone of every nationality creed age it was it, it was just one of those really it was a sad day to think that someone of that much power and that much influence it was just a really good guy 94 you, you got to give him time to rest i mean it was just it was his time and but it was a, it was a loss for the angelino community it was it was a loss for los angeles no, so he sounds
0: like a sounds like a man of incredible stature, and yeah. just a, again a really striking and and beautiful contrast to a lot of what we talk about yeah. on the podcast. So, thank you for sharing
1: that. Oh yeah, of course. Thank you for like giving me the
0: opportunity to. Of course. <laughs> um, so now to dig into something a little less profound, a little <laughs> less deep. Let's uh, talk about what's going on with the housewives. We have OC reunion, a two parter. Oh, God, Here we take go. us away. <laughs> All right, I'll take a deep breath. Okay, inhale.
1: Exhale. Out. Okay. So, Orange County, in a nutshell, was <sighs> boring.
0: It was so boring.
1: If I had more words to describe it, I would, but it was just boring. Okay, everyone? Like,
0: it, it was like watching paint dry.
1: It was a little bit more interesting than watching was paint it? dry. Mm. Yeah, but it was like every single episode just kind of felt. Mm, I've been there, done that, and yeah. I kind of feel like this Orange County, kind of. Uh, what it, I'm trying to think of the comparison. You uh, know what it was like for me. Go ahead.
0: For, for me, season twelve was really just like this emotional hangover. Now, mm. granted, every Housewives season kind of has a little bit of that because there's always these sort of hurt feelings and feuds and fights that sort of spill over into the next season, but season 12 just had so much of that there was so much that was unresolved and sort of carried through but it was also just I don't know people couldn't let people just couldn't let shit go yeah (laughs) and it wasn't that interesting
1: I agree with you with the emotional hangover but it felt like you know that friend in college that allegedly would have a three-day hangover and then the third day she's still complaining about how much Jaeger and four logos she had and you're like
0: it's like, girl, you're fine. Have, and you're like, uh, Sarah. <laughs>
1: I'll just put in quotes and I quote Sarah, like, relax. You, uh, you're fine. It's Wednesday. Like, that should happen on Saturday. Like, what's the issue? That's how the Orange County season felt. Like, it's the, it's, this is how long have we been talking about the cancer? Right. That theme exactly. came up again. It just felt very, like, it just just it give was me something really else
0: scraping the bottom of the barrel it
1: was just give me something else and I think a lot of it had to do with the cast was just not meshing well and I mean that you not don't realize all. you don't realize that until the end of the season not I at think all. they they didn't have a lot of like. Uh, okay let's get into it I'm, I can't like discuss overall I have to go da- down by one okay we so got to May- get to the nitty-gritty yeah, okay so we're gonna it. start with Megan okay so Megan Okay, she's had her baby. This is the first season with the baby. We don't see her a lot in the beginning of the season. But that she, baby's real
0: cute.
1: It's, yeah, she's cute. I'm not talking about the baby. I'm talking about Megan. Okay, fine. <laughs> so she didn't wasn't in the first couple episodes because she had left right Orange right, County. She said, right. I'm going to be a mother and I can't have this negativity. Well, guess what? Bitch got bored.
0: <laughs> she got right back into it. Because guess what?
1: Jimmy's flying back and forth with his other kids with his job. And what does she have to do? She what? she going to like twiddle her thumbs and take care of her kid? Well, she has someone else to take care of her kid for her. So that's what that's does she have to do? She, she
0: has her cousin who's waiting to go to law schools. So. Right, which is fine. fine. Which,
1: is, which is cool. Like totally I'm totally, fine. I'm totally for a nanny. Like that's, I'm not even judging that. Okay. So then she comes in and Megan's whole thing is that she's emotional because of the hormones and because she just had a baby and she's really sensitive. Yeah, she's really sensitive, but Megan Sure likes to cut people and then be like, well, I didn't mean it like that. Well, like Oh, what?
0: absolutely.
1: And it was just getting really old. I mean, the whole Kelly and her argument about the texting, about, you know, our, our, do you have a boyfriend? And then she got all bad when Kelly came back and said, well, you've been cheating on your husband, when she gets all on her crazy voice. Right. Why is Megan surprised? You know how Kelly is. Why are you... Why no, we we shop all, we all
0: know that Kelly flies off the handle at the slightest provocation. And you know, if she sends you a text message when you're seven months pregnant that says your husband's been cheating on you for a decade, that might make you a little upset. Again, but honestly, they were both in the wrong. I mean, it, it was just ridiculous. And it, and
1: it came up during the the drag queen night. It was just like Oh my god. This is I know, wanna is get it, into that later. Yeah, okay. For me, Megan. I think she's an interesting addition to the show. She just did not mesh well and she doesn't have a homie on the show. And that's a problem because Megan needs a homie. She does. She needs, she needs someone. She needs a group to kind of stick with. She does not fit in with Tamara and Shannon.
0: And she also doesn't really want to fit in. I mean, that was yeah. like her whole thing. She's like, I want to, she's like, I'm a mom now. I really want to focus on that. And again, that's totally fine. That is a completely valid choice to make. But right. then she just could not help but get back into the drama. And she was always at the center of things.
1: And I thought her and Lydia would have connected. And then... Um,
0: but they totally did not mesh.
1: But I'm okay with that because... Uh, again, this is not saying a lot. I, I definitely like Megan more than Lydia. But we'll get there. <laughs> I just don't think that she has found her her spot on the, on the show. And I don't know if they're going to give her the opportunity to. Mm. Does that make sense? I just, I, the longevity, she needs to find her groove. This is her third season. And she's just, they're going to keep her on because she's going to be pregnant. And that's always interesting. But I I just hope she finds her groove. Because I don't think she's a bad addition. I just don't know where she fits in.
0: Yeah, she's not. She's just, again, for me, she's never been the most interesting character. I mean, she was her most provocative Brooks. When she was investigating Brooks yeah for sure um but now she's both kind of not interested in in the drama quote unquote yeah but also always again at, at the center of this and so right. she needs to find her footing and she to your point needs to find needs to find a homegirl needs to find needs, yeah, <laughs> a needs, buddy <laughs>
1: needs to find something okay let's go to Lydia okay okay, <sighs> okay. so Lydia was gone for a couple seasons And she came back, and she was really fragile um, when we last saw her. Well, let's talk
0: about who Lydia is, because Lydia is a really interesting and weird personality. So she's
1: Canadian. She loves Jesus and the New Testament. If it's not in the Bible, she doesn't really get it. Again, which is totally fine.
0: It's fine if you want to live your life like that. However, she she's has, la- she's like the Lisa Frank of the OC. She's like very into unicorns and pixie first dust of all, and I fairies. love Lisa
1: Frank. Please don't offend Lisa Frank like that. Okay. I'm sorry. She's like the bootleg Lisa Frank you find at the 99 cent store.
0: <laughs> she is. No, she really is.
1: My issue with me is that she tried to be like this friend whisperer, but she was also really catty. And, and
0: let's be honest. That's Tamara's job. Tamara is our UN goodwill ambassador. If there ever was one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's kind of like the chaotic, tacky fabric that brings everyone together. <laughs> okay, like that. Lydia just kind of came in. I think she came in too hot, and that first argument with Shannon when she said, "You're a bad person," and I don't want to be friends with her. And then Shannon got all crazy. It was just like Lydia, like chill out. Like you were a part of the show, but now Shannon's a big part of the show. So chill out. It's kind of what I want to tell her. You're interesting. No. I I No. No. No,
0: I no 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 no. I uh, I wasn't disagreeing. I just started saying, um, oh, no I, like, I was like no. um, <laughs> I just wanted to like get my point in. Um No, I I I don't I don't know. Lydia was just I, I think you're right. She was always coming in way too hot. She just wanted, she wanted to be relevant again, right? Like, it was her first season back in about, what, three or four years. Um, and, and she wanted she, the
1: confrontation to show how strong she was. Because she came back like, I can she, handle these ladies now.
0: Right. She needed a little bit more dimension because, you know, her first, I guess her first sort of run through the franchise. I mean, again, she was just this very sort of one-dimensional, like, sweet, like, little Christian uh, lady. And, you know, I think she's trying to prove she's like this, like, modern Christian woman. Um it's like super cool, but yeah. just couldn't <laughs> just couldn't quite get there. I don't know. No, it was, and then I
1: again, I I don't know what the point was of bringing her back. I don't think she fits in with this cast. No, not at all. I I just kind of felt like she kind of missed her mark this season, and I I don't think. That, the most interesting part of her was her mom, because she's just kind of fun to watch. Oh, I love her mom. With, like, the fairy dust and, like, the glitter.
0: Mom is just always high. Just yeah. constantly high. But I just,
1: I kind of felt like her husband and, like, the whole, like, balls away party was, I don't know. She just, it was just, again, like what you, like what we said, just, she's just coming in too hot. Like, Lydia, just Relax. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. We. Yes, we all get along. You're fine. You're fine.
0: And also, we're pretty sure you don't know what a vasectomy is, but okay. yeah, we'll leave that for another day. Yeah. They're not scientists. <laughs> the constant references oh to God, cutting his balls scientists. off. They're not
1: scientists. They're real housewives, Rachel. Fine. Okay. Fine. Peggy. So Lydia's role was to bring in Peggy to the group. So right. Peggy, in the season reunion... Kind of divulged a little bit what was going on with her during the filming. Um, She had found out she had cancer. Her father passed away two months after that. Again, right. the cancer thing happened right when they started filming. The father thing happened in the middle of filming. And then her mastectomy. It was just,
0: yeah, I Yeah, double mastectomy.
1: Yeah, just really intense. And she was going through a lot. I agree that maybe some of the scenes she was probably kind of medicated, maybe a little bit out of it, maybe in pain. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine psychologically what that does to a person. And I felt for her at the reunion when she kind of broke down and said, like, nobody really knew the pain I was going through. Okay, but here's my problem. Okay. She was deflecting. And she was getting involved in things that didn't matter. And I wish she would have had that moment during the season. And it would have totally changed the trajectory and how the women treated her.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right. Um, I mean when you when you watch it back after you sort of when, once you know sort of what was going on with her, you know that she's, you know, she's had the double mastectomy, she's, you know, had like expanders in her body and just dealing with all this sort of pain. Right. Her and father passed away. You can, you can away. see it. I mean yeah. you can see it in her face when you watch the show. Um and I just felt like watching her like she just looked like she just never wanted to be there. Yes. She just looked like she did not want to be there. She could care less about what was going on with any of the women. I mean, it just felt like, again, like with Megan, like kind of a bad fit. Like she just couldn't find her stride. And granted, she was. And she
1: didn't click with Lydia. Even though Lydia brought her, they didn't,
0: they didn't click. Very different people.
1: Yeah. Peggy would have clicked, I think, well, had Tamara brought her in. Had Vicky brought her in. Those, those kind of energies kind of vibed better with her. And there were moments where they would sort of get along and Tamara, and Peggy kind of had Peggy Peggy oops Peggy kind of had a repertoire and I, I just i feel like Lydia was just not her energy and it was the wrong person to bring in and i like i said i did feel bad for her after knowing what she was going through and i can only imagine however no storyline the the only thing no. that she they could focus on was was Shannon's husband accusing her of faking cancer and it was like oh great not like this theme again yeah
0: which which i which was also just not true no i, I mean it, it was it was different from the situation with brooks where he was actually falsifying documents right. um and i think it was know. like
1: genuine concern because they were all on a boat and parting and he was kind of like wait she has cancer like yeah wait okay and i think david's just kind of like in la la land anyways to begin with and after again after we know what was going on in Shannon's marriage then right. we'll get there, we kind of right. can be like, okay, that's probably why David was just kind of like, whatever, about mm-hmm. the whole situation. But I, I felt bad for Peggy. I don't think she should come back. I think no, she No, and should, I don't
0: think she is. I think there were reports that she was not going to. Uh,
1: they fired her.
0: They fired her. <laughs> I guess
1: everyone kind of got together and went against her because she was kind mm. of, kind of a report, allegedly. I should say allegedly after that kind okay. of stuff. <laughs> okay. um, but I just, she should have waited. She should have waited a season. She should have waited till things had calmed down in her life. And she was ready to share that because as we've seen the Royal Housewives, like things have a tendency to kind of bubble up at some, one point or another. And when they do, it's not pretty. And it's, it's not nice to see people go through that.
0: No, I agree. And it's like, you know, when, when Bethany Frankel came back, I guess this was now three seasons ago yeah um to new york you know after she had this very sort of turbulent divorce from her second husband uh jason and i mean even when she comes back in that first season it took three seasons it took three seasons for her to just like mellow the fuck out yeah and um and
1: discuss it because remember she would like stop like she would leave
0: oh she would no she i mean she kept everything very tightly sealed and locked and you know that is her business and that's fine. But I mean, there was such a rawness to her um, until a lot of that was settled and done. And it just, it makes her like very difficult to watch TV.
1: Yeah. Especially when you know what's going on because all the stuff about Peggy and like her, her brother not being invited to the, to the services and her brother happens to be a really good friend of Lisa Vanderpump. So she talked very ill about Peggy and said, that she's homophobic. and Well, I mean, not in those words, but blogs were saying that she's homophobic. I mean, that is like, ooh, that's a rough, that's a rough first season. It's bad. No, it was it's bad. Right. So uh, I'm kind of okay she's not coming back. More for her own sake.
0: I don't need. I agree.
1: I don't want to watch all that, okay?
0: Although I did love one of her sort of, I guess, early kind of signature lines, which was, honey, diamonds never hesitate. I love oh, yeah. that so much. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like I said, she again, she would have been cool to watch. It's cool to get someone of a different ethnic origin, different backgrounds, different families. And she just should have waited a season. And I didn't hate Digo. Like, he wasn't horrible. I, a lot of people no. were annoyed by him. But, like, I get it. I think he was trying to be lively for her on TV and kind of make her laugh. And now we know why. Maybe he acted right. the way he exactly. did. Exactly. But, exactly. But um, I would have waited a season, and I'm okay with her not coming back.
0: Yeah, I think I am, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: Tamra. Tamra. Okay. <laughs> um. So Tamra, her family situation is still ongoing. Yes. Um. Of course, she considers herself to be an invisible parent, which, by definition, is when two, uh, when a marriage ends in divorce, um, one parent kind of alienates the other, um, right? Either by not allowing the children to see them not forcing the child to have a relationship with that parent, not fostering any kind of, I shouldn't say forcing, I should say fostering a relationship with that parent. A lot of negativity, so she kind right. of is still going through that.
0: And Tamara hasn't seen... Well, I guess she saw, she Sydney. saw her yeah. daughter Sydney, but she hadn't seen her in what, maybe three four years. Yeah. Um, it's just... Really, again, just really raw emotional. And I I appreciate
1: her talking about it. Again, Tamara's one of the few housewives that's always really put her stuff out there and really owns it when she puts her stuff out there. I think she's annoying, just like any other housewife, but that's what makes it fun to watch, okay, people? um, The other part of her story was um, her son and his kind of chaotic life and how she kind of feels responsible because she thinks that he's mirroring a lot of her behaviors and lifestyles. And I guess his baby mama, they were never married. His ex fiance, baby mama already had met on Instagram. Yes. And they got married. They got, she got pregnant like three months. They got engaged like a month after meeting and very whirlwind romance. Um, she's already seeing someone else.
0: No, I know. I saw that. It's just, and I'm just like,
1: okay. And that's fine. You know, no slut, no slut shaming here. It's not even about. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, uh, again, mirroring a lot of the chaos that they see at home. Right. Kind of getting absolutely. with the wrong kind of person, and so you don't rush into relationships. People, take a breath. Oh, okay. Take a beat. <laughs> um, Tamra's other storyline was that Vicky called out Eddie Judge, her husband, uh, for being gay. I am so over. Oh my god. This conversation. It's so stupid. And that party that Vicky threw where Gretchen was there and Lizzie oh and Tamara's ex-friend who seemed horrible and Gretchen, first of all, Gretchen Rossi of one of the, no, actually, I don't think she's on the first cast. I don't remember. No. It was second, second or third season. She is the most vile human being. I have ever seen on television. Okay. I do not <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, um, you can, I've gone into an Instagram fight with her. And did you really, I did over what when she was talking about, um, Tamara's daughter, Sydney, they kind of got into it. <gasps> and she had posted like the text messages or some. I don't remember. I think she would demand to leave it. Was oh, do, you do you remember I that? Do you I do. No, I do. I do. So I do. got on there and I said, "You're disgusting." She blocked me. It's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's okay.
0: We don't I said, care.
1: "You're disgusting. You are vile. You. That's why you are not on that show anymore. You'll do anything to get your orange back. How sad that you have to like get in between a mother and her daughter." Like, I mean, I went, like, I, I wonder if I have it, you, like, you, screenshotted. You I'm going to have to post it on my Instagram and tag that bitch in it. But <laughs> I just thought that that was really low of Vicky to do to Tamara. I know they have their issues. I know Vicky cannot let go about the Brooks situation. I know Tamara can't let that go. And, again, it goes back to your theme. Just the let it go was this. It's a third day of the hangover, guys. Just, like, let it freaking go, okay?
0: Yeah, it's like Frozen. Let yeah. it go. Let it
1: go. Let it go. Let it go. Um, and I was disgusted by that and Vicky just went to a whole new low and I'll get to Vicky right now, but I think that Tamara held her own. I think that Tamra has a lot really bizarre, like almost, what's the word? Psychologically abusive relationship with Vicky and it's both of them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Both
1: of them love to forgive, but they don't forget, and they do this whole, like, song and dance, and we, like, watch it every season, but I, again, I agree with you. I was just, this season was just kind of, like, exhausting to watch. It was boring. It was. I was, it was not intrigued. Was just... I didn't feel bad for Tamara. I did feel bad for that, like, weird setup, and they filmed it. I thought that was just, like, weird. I felt bad for her because they brought in her, her child and her husband, and you shouldn't do that, um, but I don't feel bad for her fractured relationship with Vicky. I think they should not be friends anymore.
0: No, I mean, I think to me, it's just, it's past the point of no return with the two of them. I mean, they've known each other for a decade, but there's just been so much hurt and so much deliberate hurt <laughs> coming from Vicky towards Tamara and, and, and vice versa. And
1: I, mudslinging, mudslinging. Like.
0: Serious mudslinging. Um, and then, you know, the, just Vicky perpetuating these rumors that uh, Tamara's husband, Eddie, is is gay and... You know, it's like, to what end? Like, what is your goal here? What are you trying to do? And uh, just, I don't know. It's, it's it's not even, like, sometimes some of this stuff is, is fun to watch on some level, but,
1: or even got, to just observe. It just but It got just got old.
0: It did. It did. It got really tired and just kind of pathetic.
1: Speaking of old and tired and pathetic, let's talk about Ooh. Shannon. <gasps> Great. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't actually feel that way about her. I actually really like Shannon. I do too. But that's how she labeled herself this season. And if we learned anything from Shannon is that there's nothing more annoying than a white woman who is possibly a size 10, 12 complaining about how fat she is. (laughs) Guys, all my women listening to this, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but let me just get this thought out, Rachel. It's fine. If you are complaining about how fat you are constantly, I promise you, you are fucking annoying.
0: (laughs) as
1: proven by Shannon Bedore of season 12, orange County. If I had to hear about how much fucking weight she gained, I'm sorry to cuss, but I, that's just how annoyed I was. It was like, girl, no. Have you seen my 600 pound life? (laughs) You are like 30 pounds overweight. That is for some of us. That's like taking a shit. (laughs) And you're really making this like v- about someone else. That other person forced you to drink, forced you to eat. Yeah. and w- we later find out what was the right. reason.
0: Right, and and she she cops to it in the in the reunion as well too. I, I, I definitely understood her in the reunion when she's talking about that because she got a lot of heat for talking about her her weight gain yeah. so much over the course of the season. And
1: you have to agree with me; it was annoying.
0: I do agree with you that it was annoying. I I do. F- want to defend her a little bit because not as a white woman but just because like (laughs) (laughs) because I understand sort of the context of it so like if you've always been like a smaller size and you gain whether it's five pounds whether it's 40 in Shannon's case like that is a lot
1: right and my thing is someone's frame my thing is I'm not shaming her for her sadness what I'm what my problem was is that the weight gain is obviously a product of something else. So why are you making it a superficial thing and making about, no, the, again, we later found out in the season, like really what was underneath, right? Underneath it all. Right. But absolutely. in the beginning it was like, oh my God, Shannon, like if you say that it's Vicky, it's, it's, we all, cause we've all been there yeah and that's and that's where I think you're going with it we've all been there where we've just been like I am not happy with how I look something is going on and you can blame it on the most superficial things possible but at the end of the day it's it's something much much deeper and darker than that
0: that's right that's right but no I I'm with you it it was annoying and like she needed to kind of get it under control yeah the one thing I do want to go back to I felt so bad for Shannon when she had that first weigh-in with her trainer
1: oh yeah that was brutal
0: and her trainer was so, like, unbelievable. He was just like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, you got you're, big. You're fat. You're fatty.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's true, though, too. Like, when she had that conversation with her mom and her mom was like, have you gone to the doctors and gotten yourself checked out?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we have to, as women, I think we have to be more forgiving in ourselves and accepting that our waking, sometimes it does have to do with changes in our body with our oh, environment. Absolutely. Like, guys, like, you're on the pill, and you're, so your body's gonna change. You're, you know? You right. eat a certain food, and your body reacts a certain way. That's just what's gonna happen.
0: Right, exactly.
1: You surround Definitely. yourself with negative people, and that negativity, guess what, is gonna make you reach for that Snickers bar. Because that's what makes you feel better.
0: Right. And that's that's what happened. And I that's mean, what Shannon was, was, yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I got I
1: got real real right now, sorry. <laughs> got two things. Yeah, you did. Sorry. No, it's good.
0: It's good. It's good. <laughs> oh, but and that was really all she talked about all season. It's just
1: until we found out that she and David are no more. Correct. And I think it's for the
0: best. I think it is too. That never looked like a ha- happy or healthy marriage. After
1: the affair, I think, I think, and I felt bad for her because I, d- I do think she felt a little disillusioned, but I don't Well, think, absolutely. I yeah, don't. I
0: mean, after having a vow renewal. Yeah. A, and a, I... Vow, not, I, I was like Kelly Dodd. It's not a vow renewal. <laughs> it's a vow renewal.
1: Yeah. And am <laughs> Exactly. And sometimes why? <laughs> I think what I can take away from Shannon and that is that the valiant effort, both her and David really made the effort. And it just, that took a lot of strength in that and knowing that it just didn't work out. We've all been in that relationship where it's been like, okay, like it didn't work out. Um, but maybe next time in the future, like, no, like they really went back at it and tried to make things work and did the counseling and did the vowel. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't even, I don't even know (laughs) if I'm saying it right. The vowel. When vow. It, vow. <laughs> I can't, now I'm like too proud. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I know, did, now they, I've messed you up. They did their marriage again. <laughs> 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 they renewed their marriage vows. And I think that it was a valiant effort, and she's going to come out so much better. And she seemed really humbled when she talked about it, and she said that David took off his ring, and it's just like, Aisha, they're going to keep her. She's good TV.
0: No, she is. She is. She she's
1: is. become like one of the... Oh, one of the staples of Orange County, especially since a lot of them left. And I, I, think she's fun to watch, and I think it'll be fun to see her watch. I kind of liked how her and Kelly were kind of like friends again, and that was cool. And and yeah, like it, they have a lot of to bond over now because we're gonna get into Kelly right now too. All
0: right, let's so get into it.
1: Kelly, Kelly Dodd, I freaking love her. She's a hot mess, Express. <laughs> She says everything that we want to say, but to, like, the nth level.
0: Oh, my God. It's just – it's delicious. It's so good. <laughs>
1: and she's fun to watch, and, like, um, she mirrored a lot of the issues that were going on with Shannon. I kind of feel, too, like – yeah, I think her and Shannon kind of, like, mirror each other this season. And that was kind of refreshing. It's like, man, guys, you guys could just get along. And they did for that, that one minute when Megan took them to St. Patrick's party and all that stuff – I was like, you, if you could just could just see how much you're alike, that would be just such a better show, you know? Because I think right. they'd be so much fun together. And I guess they're hint they hinted at the reunion that they're friends now, but I think they're friends not because it's to their benefit also. Because then they'll be all like cohorts next season, especially since Vicky and Tamara quote unquote made up. Right. So it'll be exactly. uh, Kelly and Shannon will kind of have their own thing going, but. I like Kelly. I thought it was cool that she brought on her parents this season and we kind of see where she comes from. Like her mom's kind of like a little uptight, like a little, a little Very strung much up so. and, Very her, much so. and her dad is, yeah, kind of like a, whatever, like kind of says whatever is on his brain, like verbal diarrhea. And mm-hmm. you kind of see that she has a little bit of both and her and her husband's marriage is also ending. Right. Um, we find out at the end of the season. No, they're no longer together. And that is for the best.
0: Definitely for the best. Yeah. Definitely for the she and Michael are just terrible together. He is
1: Yeah, he- they're a lot. <laughs>
0: so serious question.
1: Serious answer.
0: Would you ever get a plaster cast of your breasts?
1: Oh, duh. Well <laughs> where else am I gonna put my chips and dip at my parties? <laughs>
0: that was amazing she... watching her husband put plaster on her breast so that she could have a a model after she gets her her breast, breast reduction, reduction. Yeah. surgery yeah it oh is... my god
1: Where else are you gonna serve your chips and dip can you name a better
0: place i mean if it's like a double g like that's gonna fill out chips and salsa and i'm all about that yeah so. oh
1: my god imagine you put guac in there guacamole Ooh. Now we got a real. The saddest part of this marriage ending is that she sold that amazing house.
0: That amazing house that had a
1: bar on every floor.
0: Incredible, (sighs) guys! This is what dreams are made of. Probably a healthy move for Kelly.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just going to benefit her daughter because they obviously have issues in the different parenting, and I think it's just going to be a lot more stable. And I enjoyed watching Kelly. She had her riffs with Megan. She had her riffs with, with. Peggy and she's just, right, she keeps it right. real. She keeps it real. I think she still has a riff going on with Megan. I don't think they're getting along yet. Um, but,
0: but she was oddly a little, I mean, even though she still had her fights with everybody, she was a little bit more soft, soft, and yeah. maybe a little bit more in control this season. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, barely, but a to little, an,
1: yeah, to an extent, to an extent. extent, um, yeah. they're going to bring her back. She has to come back. She's good TV. Uh, yeah. she's fun. And, uh, She's good chaos.
0: <laughs> she's not like she, she's good trouble. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of chaos, Vicky Gunnvoldson.
0: Oh my god. Ah, oh, Vicky. Good lord.
1: She introduces us to her new boyfriend. Cute guy. Seems. I really,
0: really like. I really like Steve. Oh.
1: Police officer, retired police officer. He ran for. I don't know if he did run for Assembly of Anaheim. Some kind of position. I remember seeing him on the circuit um mm-hmm. he seems really good for her really good with her grandchildren um
0: we saw i mean her biggest concern is that he's boring but at she least he's not running she likes to scam. whoop it
1: up we gotta whoop it up
0: <laughs> um
1: everyone's gonna be boring for vicky yeah at that's the, true at the end of the day i think that and that's a good thing <laughs> i think that brooks was the love of her life
0: Which is so crazy That's because Vicky's crazy. Well, that's true.
1: (laughs) Okay. She (laughs) she likes chaos, and that's why she's friends with Tamara, because Tamara's chaotic. No, that's true. That's true. And when Tamara's life (sighs) became less chaotic, that's when they stopped being friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because Tamara has... I mean, honestly, since her baptism, that has been really good for her. Yeah.
1: Don't get me wrong. She's still Tamara. She's still... uh,
0: Still totally crazy. Still flies off the handle. But not...
1: Not to how we knew her throwing drinks in people's faces and saying I want a divorce on national TV and right. <laughs> berating Simon right. and her children. It's 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 different. Um, she's matured. A t- little bit. Yeah. Um, just but a smidge. I felt like this season for Vicky was her just looking for anything and anyone to latch on to. I really truly think that they need to give her a season break from filming. Yeah. Because I think they should... If if she is going to come back, they should do her a la Nini and just (laughs) give her a season off and have her do a few cameos and be fun and fabulous and keep things super lighthearted. I cannot deal with another heavy Vicky-centric season. I will stop watching... Mock my words. I will stop watching Orange County. (laughs) We can't have that. If they do another vicky centric season i get it she's the og of the oc and she loves to say it and i agree with what you said earlier in the podcast when she was there and she was going to be no and what's i go bigger home and i am not going home that's literally your tagline that you chose for this week and she made it known that she's not going home whether we like right. it or not
0: right right and it's just it's time i mean and I, we're not saying
1: going home we're just saying take no, a break, just take, take a, take a be take a breather
0: exactly Exactly, it'd be good for her.
1: Be a friend of the housewife. Come to the fun parties and be funny. Don't just
0: just be a grandma for a year and just enjoy all that, and then come back when you're a little bit fresher and more interesting.
1: And it's sad because a lot of things are going on with her daughter Brianna health wise. Ugh. Oh, and like I, I said, I don't think that she's prepared to have that on TV. I don't think I'm prepared to watch Vicki have that on TV. It just again just give her a breather i'm not yeah it's gonna be hard because i don't think i want Tamara to be the center of the housewives but they just maybe shannon
0: maybe shannon i mean shannon's starting a restaurant like there could be some we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah i just
1: i i i'm done
0: yeah Tamara's also i don't know when she's the center of the season it's not good either
1: no they they're they're both too chaotic for me i yeah. will say this though um what did you think, truly? Okay. What did you think of them making up? The big <sighs> hoorah and I miss yes. you and I love you.
0: Yes, 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 yes. You know, I mean, like with past apologies, I, I didn't buy it. It okay. was very over the top. I mean, you basically had a group, this group hug between Vicky Tamara and Shannon mm-hmm. at the very end. And it was honestly just uncomfortable.
1: They invited Shannon into it.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. Shannon came into the fold. It was weird. I just... They panned to so... Lydia,
1: who was smiling as if she had done that. Right.
0: <laughs> She's like, I made
1: this happen. She's like, amen, Jesus, hallelujah.
0: <laughs> She's like, let me pray for you just... in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Oh,
0: God. It was... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little...
1: Again, what are they trying to solidify in next season? Vicky right. is trying to do her last itch. I do think she was genuine in how she like responded to the girls getting a divorce or separating, so I appreciate that because I think that she's definitely one that's talked about how, how traumatizing her divorce was for her. Um, but I just... Overall for me the season was lackluster at best.
0: It was. It was just it, a boring season. I
1: think that it was on during Atlanta which has just been amazing, been
0: on fire.
1: New Jersey amazing and it's unfortunate that they just didn't bring they didn't bring me the, the heat to the OC.
0: Yeah, it was just a bit, you know, it was kind of like a bridge season. Like it just felt like we're kind of just like on this long pathway to hopefully something better, but we gotta we gotta get through it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're taking us somewhere, and hopefully somewhere better. But it was rough. It was rough. We had to we had to suffer through it.
1: And it was again only two episodes. I can't remember the last time they only did two episodes for a season reunion for O C I
0: I know, which is always a sign of a bad season, because if it's not a three parter, then there hasn't been enough good stuff. That's Correct. Happened.
1: Correct. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's basically the OC reunion.
0: Woohoo!
1: Yeah, so uh, <laughs> on I guess to we, bigger
0: and better things.
1: Next week we'll discuss New Jersey, Atlanta, and I might even talk about Vanderpump Rules because I'm not gonna lie—I saw the first episode and I was like, "Holy Ooh. shit, this is gonna be good!"
0: <laughs> it's gonna be good. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to this week's episodes of Thugs in Cocktail Dresses. I'll do my line uh, for this week, which is by Shannon Bedore of last season. Karma's a bitch, so I don't have to be one.
0: And again, I had Vicki Gunvalson, Season 12. I go big or go home, and I am not going home.
1: (laughs) For more Politics and Real Housewives, Side Dish, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Thugs and Cocktail Dresses. Just search it. And we're also on Tumblr at Thugs and Cocktail... uh, Oops, Thugs and Cocktails Podcast. Our Instagram is Thugs and Cocktail Dresses, and like our Facebook page. We'll see you all next week. Bye!